Next on BYU Sports Nation, karma in the kennel. BYU basketball does something no West Coast Conference team has done in 20 years. They did it again. BYU football hires three more coaches to the New Look staff. Who's now in the band? We talked with Coach Mike Empey from the recruiting trail. And it's game day for unanimous number one BYU men's volleyball. Let's go. The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Yeah, there's nothing better than going into an opposing gym and, 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 and making those, those opposing fans just, just quiet. Well, Bonus. Was wide open. McClellan was Wilger wide open. on the draw. Good by Great job, Winning! BYU Sports Nation live in radio yeah. vision on a fabulous Friday. Presented by the BYU <laughs> Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, January 15th, wherever and however you are dialed in. And we are assuming there are many of you, and why not? To celebrate. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who is not superstitious per se, but has been upgraded to semi-stitious, Jerem Jordan. Listen, I wore the same shirt that I wore last year to the game in Spokane. Like you mentioned, a little stitious. Yeah, maybe, what'd you say, semi-stitious? Yeah, you went. You were okay. little stitious yesterday. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to be bigger than that. You already brought it. We'll break it down in a moment. But down 13 in the second half, I was thinking. But then, BYU came back, baby. 18 <laughs> in the second half by Collinsworth. Clutch shooting by everybody. Uh, late, you know, there were some missed opportunities there, but BYU wins that game, and BYU for the second year in a row beats Gonzaga in Spokane. How do I turn this thing on? Oh, there you go. I can't turn do you even it on. Shave, bro. I do. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the mustache lives on. I can't tell you how many tweets I got after the game saying the only bad thing about this is Jerem's mustache lives on. Now that doesn't mean you can't groom it. I, okay, it's Brigham. There, there has to be. This is the place of standards, right? The standard of standards. I have to trim it. I can't just like let it go over my lip until March 18th. That would look awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I could, would, your wife would dig that I'm not so much. Santa Claus, okay? Whitney would love the long, straggly mustache. I think. I think Whitney tweeted during the game that she was watching with <laughs> trimmers in hand. <laughs> I was a bit concerned the referees weren't going to allow the mustache to stay, Jerem. I did see um, at WCC Officials, which is a fake account, they, they, said some, they replied snarkily about something, and I said, thanks for the help with Sabonis. Man. Because he was in foul trouble Yes, but no thanks for the traveling call on Kyle Collinsworth. Yeah, that was garbage. Good Anyways. grief. You find a way to win, and BYU did. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball. Beats Gonzaga 69-68 in Spokane. Fisher coming out the other side. In trouble in the corner. Oh, what a three. It's good. The freshman. That was from 30. Knocks it down. That made one all night. Couldn't throw it in the ocean. Just made a big one. How about the guts of Nick Emery to shoot that ball and make it, putting BYU ahead for good. Also, Nate Austin, who we just heard from, Blocking the potential game-winning shot by Kyle Wilcher. The Cougars play at Portland tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. The football team announced three hires. Steve Kafusi will remain the defensive line coach. Mike Empey uh, returns to BYU as the offensive line coach. We will talk to him a little bit later in the show from the recruiting trail. And the new strength and conditioning coach is Nuu Tafisi. 
Women's basketball beat Gonzaga as well, 58-54, led by a double-double from Kalani Purcell. She had 17 points and 16 rebounds, including this. Kalani Purcell posting up, entry pass, Purcell turns and scores! Ties a season high, BYU with its first lead of the game at 52-51. Have we ever had the karma manifested so strongly between two players on the same day. Kalani, per- no. Kalani Purcell was on the show yesterday, and then Nate Austin was on the show Wednesday. <laughs> so many tweets last night. We'll get to Nate Austin's tweet about the karma coming up. Holy cow. <laughs> the Cougars on the ladies' side host Portland at 4 Eastern. You can watch that game on BYU TV tomorrow. And don't forget, number one men's volleyball in action tonight against number 11 Stanford. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Ben Patch will join us in 40 minutes. Protect Provo. That streak's still rolling, baby. Other than swimming, still rolling. (laughs) The selective streak is still going. (laughs) Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Karma in the kennel. There's nothing better than going into an opposing gym and and, and, and making those those opposing fans just, just quiet. Shh. You hear that? Be still. (laughs) BYU beats Gonzaga in Spokane for a second consecutive year, 69-68, erasing a 13-point second-half deficit and getting a huge defensive effort from the man you just heard from, Nate Austin, who had the block on the potential game-winning shot by Kyle Wilcher, good enough to make SportsCenter's top 10 at number 7. Jeremy, it is no coincidence after we had Nate on the show and delivered... The BYU Sports Nation karma. I think over the break it kind of it kind of took a break because we hadn't had people in studio as much. And one, I I think Zach Selyus benefited from the interview he did with Jason and Brian. Um, but <laughs> at Rex Source Rex last night, the BYU Sports Nation karma is real. Big W tonight, Cougar Nation. Got to get more W's though for it to really mean something. Ah, perspective. Yes, from the big fella. Yes. Meanwhile. Uh, Perkins, I can't even remember his first name from last night for Gonzaga, tweeted that he still believes uh, Gonzaga is going to win the league. Good so, for him. So Good it's, for you. It's, it's on, baby. It's early still. That brings us to today's Twitter question as we revel in another win at the kennel. What was the best thing about BYU's win at Gonzaga? Use the hashtag BYUSN weigh in on Twitter. At Grandpa underscore Shelley. Not the SWAT. It was Austin chasing the ball down, trying to keep it in bounds. Now, Kyle Davis, meanwhile, was celebrating, got run into, as uh, was it Perkins, who pushed Nate Austin, smartly, uh, to try and foul him so that they could at least get another look. And they did, but it fell 15 yeah, feet it's short. It's one thing to block the shot, but then, I mean, he didn't even hesitate. He was like, I blocked it. I got to go get it now. And I'm going to throw it down the floor. It, it probably sounded like a T-Rex. That's, that, that was Nate Austin after blocking Kyle Wilcher. He said, 35 is enough for you, no 37, and made the play of his career. I think that we will remember Nate Austin for a long time for that play at the rim. And he made two blocks, by the way, in the last minute. Meanwhile, every BYU fan after Nate Austin blocked the shot last night was like, oh! Yeah! <laughs> Trevor Maddox providing that. <laughs> Oh, what a moment for BYU basketball. It's one thing to go in there and beat them once, but to do it in consecutive years. I mean, Chase Fisher goes 2 0 in the kennel. Corbin Kafusi also unbeaten in the kennel. Tweeted out by Kyle Chilton last night. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
Now, Nate Austin is aware of what is happening on your face, Jerem. In fact, more hairy motivation. We asked him about that, and he backed it up. Well, I'd rather you shave, but I'd rather we win. So I think think it's going to have to stay. Yeah. How long do you think I'm going to have my mustache? For at least a month or so. (laughs) That will have to wait, I guess. (laughs) What if? Just what if? They don't lose another game in the regular season. Right now, just a little bit up here. There, I mean, I know what, what if they don't? Okay, I know it's a remote chance, but if you beat Gonzaga on the road, anything be, is possible. Exactly, exactly. Okay, let, let's let's talk about the game, and then I want to get to look ahead. Okay, okay. BYU played its best defensive game of the year by far. They won a game in the '60s on the road against ranked team. <laughs> when, really? When does that happen? This isn't Santa Clara on the road, right? This isn't Portland on the road, which is tomorrow's challenge. It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga is not the same team it was last year. This is still a good Gonzaga team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. BYU gets that win. I was so impressed by BYU's defense. I really was. And, and after Saturday's game, I made a big deal about the comments from Dave Rose, almost questioning the motivation behind his team's defensive effort. And they brought it. And Talk he got about his responding. team. He got his team to respond. Exactly. Second road win of the year. They won at Pacific, and they won at Gonzaga. They have won two road games in a row now. The West Coast Conference race is all of a sudden wide open. BYU has road games at St. Mary's and Gonzaga, which they split in the rearview mirror. Yes, and, and BYU is going to play three more on the road. You play at Portland, then you play LMU and Pepperdine next week. If you can come out of that 4-0, you play seven of the back ten at home. Seven of the back ten, none of which are against St. Mary's or Gonzaga, at home. BYU is in control of their own destiny down the stretch. Now, there's still, what, a month and a half left of regular season basketball for BYU. But this win hopefully propels BYU into something they haven't had before, which is a race for the title. BYU has not won the West Coast Conference regular season championship yet. In year five, this might be the chance. All of a sudden, this win changed a lot. Now, granted, it was one win. It was a big win. It really was. But we need to see better defense and more consistent defense like we saw from BYU. And then they've got a shot at bringing home some hardware. BYU jumped 20 spots in the latest RPI rankings. 20. After winning at Gonzaga. 20 is a lot. All of a sudden, and by the way, Tom Holmo, who is on the NCAA selection committee Tweeted out, manna from heaven. They were, they were all together last night, and BYU pulls off that win. Top 50 win, and on the road. That will be the number one resume game on BYU's resume at the end of the season. That game right there. The last team to beat Gonzaga in the kennel back-to-back years. Steve Nash led Santa Clara in 95 and 96. <laughs> It's been that long. Santa Clara went to the NCAA tournament both of those years. They were the power because of Steve Nash. Kyle Collinsworth is the second coming to Gonzaga's Bane, Steve Nash. Holy (laughs) cow. What? Let us not overlook the entire night in general, though, Jerem. This was a notable night within BYU Athletics, not just because the men won, but the ladies did too. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last night was the first time the BYU men's and women's basketball teams beat Gonzaga on the same night. They had never both beaten Gonzaga on the same night because they play one plays Spokane, one plays in Provo, right? So they, listen, I, th- I think that uh, I want to give Ben Bagley, our producer, some credit. He booked Nate Austin and Kalani Purcell this week on the show. Well done, Ben. 
and and well BYU done, won. Well done. I don't know if we had done that prior. We probably need to do that the next time around as well. <laughs> in the in, what is it, February twenty seventh? What was amazing is the trend of the games, like within sixty seconds of each other, as they're happening in real time. BYU women's basketball trailing by nine with six minutes to play in the game. They go on this 17-to-1 run. That run started the same time the men were making their run in Spokane. It was eerie. It was cool, but eerie. Wow. That's, that's wild. Two big wins for both because now both are, what, 5-1 and one in conference? And BYU, the men are 4-1. and one. The men are 4-1. and one. The, the, the women, women are 5-1, five five and one. One. yes. Both are tied for first uh, with one loss in WCC play. Look at that. It's good to be BYU basketball or BYU women's basketball on this Friday. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Before we get some of your Twitter responses, Jerem? BYU cannot afford what it's had the last couple years, which is uh, letdowns on the road against lesser opponents at this point, right? You get this big win, you can't have that offset by a loss to... I don't know, Pepperdine on the road or whatever. And that's a tricky one. You need to be careful. I I think that BYU has an allowance for one of those. I don't think they have an allowance for two or three. Because should we all of a sudden say, okay, it's now on for the conference title? Should the standard change because of one game? That's always kind of dangerous. 2014, BYU goes 4-0. They just crushed Texas. BYU fans are thinking New Year's 6. It's like, should the standard change based on one game? There are pinnacle moments. Yeah. Is this who BYU always is? I'm not sure yet. I, I need to see more well, of it. Well, the good thing is it wasn't like BYU shot lights out. Right. They, they played great defense. That's, that's what I'm screaming about. Because it's different this time. You can't control whether the ball goes in the hoop as much. Sometimes you're just off. But you can control great defensive effort, which generally leads to less points, to where you can have an off-night shooting. BYU was only plus two in boards. They didn't shoot the lights out yesterday. Ah, yeah, they were plus two in boards, which continues a streak over the last two seasons when BYU plays on the road and they out-rebound the opponent. 15-0, and 0, including two wins over Gonzaga. Pretty good. Out-rebound the opponents. Now, let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What was the best thing about BYU's win at Gonzaga? At Ballers Intern says, getting a quality win on the road. NCAA Tournament Committee will notice wins like this come March. And get two more at home and get another one or two in Vegas. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we discuss more hoops with our dual threat analyst, Blaine Fowler. Also, what does he think about the new coaching hires for BYU football? Keep it here. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. You're watching it on BYU TV. Our conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Check out men's volleyball, number one in the country. Unanimous this week in both the uh, coaches and media polls. Thinking on number 11, Stanford, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, 9 Eastern time, BYU men's volleyball back on BYU TV. It's the beginning of conference play. Ben Patch will join us uh, in about 25 minutes. Twitter question today. What was the best thing about BYU's win at Gonzaga? At A, capital A, and now lowercase a, 14 DKs. At Nate Austin, (laughs) utilizing the BYUSN karma to seal the victory, he deserved that moment. Can we acknowledge that for a moment? Fifth-year senior, walk-on, wasn't he supposed to be here if he doesn't have a hamstring injury? All of a sudden, he's a starter. BYU 6-1 with him as a starter. And he makes the defining play 
of his career. We like to, we like to say that the karma did Nate Austin did that with the help of the karma, but Nate Austin has worked so hard for that moment, and, and I was really happy for Nate. Ask Nate if it was worth coming back again, not on scholarship, to be a basketball player at BYU this year. Career-defining right moment. That moment. Everybody, when you think about Nate Austin, what will you remember now? The Rex Source Rex sound effect from our show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll think about. And that, that play. That sound effect after the block on Wiltshire. Yes. Who had 34 points, by the way. He was awesome, but BYU 35, got the last dude. laugh. Oh, he had 35. But not 36 because he missed that free throw. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is our good friend and dual threat BYU TV sports analyst Blaine Fowler. Blaine, we're going to start with basketball. For you, what was the best thing about BYU's win at Gonzaga? Well, they proved that they could do something that I wasn't sure they could do. And that is they went on the road. They did not shoot the basketball particularly well. They were miserable from behind the three-point line. And I was thinking going into the game, man, I just hope that Emery and Fisher can knock down threes because they're going to have to do it to kind of offset this great front line of the, of the Zags. They, they won it anyhow. They won it with sheer determination, attacking the rim, and playing the best defense I've seen this BYU team play in a long, long time. So they, to win on the road ugly against a top-25 team, I was so impressed with it. It was awesome. BYU uh, had some co- they had some concerns Saturday after the San Francisco game. Gave up 92 in a game that you helped call with Dave on BYU TV. And Dave Rose was adamant, we need to be better at the point of attack on defense. What, what did BYU do defensively that was so good? Well, what Gonzaga does so well is they attack you, like San Francisco does, off the dribble. They, their ball movement is really, really good. So they create seams in your defense, then they attack it. And when you go to help, they find open shooters, whether it's good internal passing for easy buckets at the rim or they kick it outside to wide-open shooters. BYU did so much better in this game on the ball than I've seen them do in such a long time, certainly way better than they did the other night against, against San Francisco, and that was the difference. I mean, Wilcher, he was fantastic. That's, that's an All-American player, no question about it, even a national player of the year type of a guy. And, and yes, he had 35 points, but he had to work so hard for every point he got, nothing was uncontested. That, and, and BYU made it so difficult on the rest of the team that everybody just kind of stood around and watched him make buckets because nobody else was effective because BYU's defense as a team was so good. Yeah, I, it was a fantastic defensive effort. I know that Dave Rose, after the game, was happy, but when he watches that film, he's going to even get a bigger smile on his face about the defensive effort of this team last night. Blaine Fowler, BYU National Champion. Follow him at bfowler16 on the Twitter machine. Our BYU TV basketball analyst with us as we break down Gonzaga and BYU. The Cougars winning for a second straight year in the kennel, 69-68. Blaine, break down what you saw in that final sequence with Kyle Wilcher going to the rim and then the Nate Austin block. Yeah, it, it was, I thought, uh-oh. This is, you know, BYU had a chance to close this thing out on the free throw line, and now Wilcher, who is a National Player of the Year type of guy, he's either going to get to the free throw line where he's one of the best, he's a 90-plus percent free throw shooter, or he's going to make a bucket because he's literally unstoppable man-to-man. And and BYU's team defense, first of all, Collinsworth was fantastic on him, and then then Nate Austin coming over. Oh, it it was a defensive gem. Just watching, and I was watching at our house with with, uh, my boys with Landon and Kellen, and they were like, are you kidding me? Nate Austin coming through in the clutch. And the thing that was impressive to me, the, the freshmen in the big environment, 
crazy place to play, one of the toughest home court environments in the country. You know, Gonzaga has a great home court. The freshmen, they, they saw the effects of that. Nick Emery, even though he made the game-winning shot, he struggled. He was pressing a little bit. Zach Selyus, who's been so good, he was pressing. But it was the seniors. Chase Fisher, phenomenal. Didn't settle for threes. Attacked the basket. Kyle Collinsworth, unstoppable in the second half. And Nate Austin, defensive gem after defensive gem all night long. So to me, you got to be really happy that on the road, when you needed senior leadership, your senior leadership stepped up in a big, big way. And let's talk about Nick Emery's intestinal fortitude because he goes 0 for 5 from the field. He has not scored, and then he catches an inbound pass and shoots an NBA 3, which is his only bucket of the game, and it is the game-winning shot. What does that say about Nick Emery? Well, it is a testament to the confidence that he has. Great shooters have to feel like, even when they're having an off night, well, that's crazy. This is an aberration. That's not me. I can make shots. If I just have one more shot, I know I can make it. And that, that's his mentality. That's what you want in a shooter. And he's not going to have very many off nights in his career. The good news is when he was kind of missing early in the game, you didn't see him go jack up 15, 16, 17 shots. He, he kind of settled in. Dave played minutes based on who was playing well. So Nick only played 18 minutes in that ball game, in spite of the fact that Kyle Cosworth only played 29, hardly played in the first half. So I thought Dave Rose managed the game extremely well in his staff on who to have on the floor and what to call offensively to manage the fact that they weren't making outside shots. Um, and then, then, you know, to answer your question, Nick Emery, the guy's just nails. He just plays with unbelievable confidence, and he's just going to get better and better and better as time goes on. Does he not remind you a little bit of Robbie Reed with that shooter's mentality? Yeah, and, the, and the lefty kind of a thing. Yes. Well, yeah, that lefty kind of a mentality and, and that mental toughness that he has. Yeah, he absolutely does. I think that Nick's a better pure shooter than Robbie probably. Robbie, unbelievable defender, great on attack. But, but Nick, as I watched his high school career, I mean, his long-range capability and his ability to, to spot up and shoot is, is really, really at a high, high level. So, yeah, the, the future is unbelievably bright for Nick Emery. Let's hope he doesn't transfer to Michigan a senior year like Robbie. Um, Better not do it. Now you look at what's in store for BYU. To me, the, the, the door swings open uh, for BYU to potentially win the regular season conference championship. It was just one game, but it was a big game. How does this change things uh, for you, in your opinion? Well, this to me wasn't a must-win game. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk before the game because I was gone at the beginning of the week. But, you know, I figured if we talked, you'd say, did they have to win this? And my answer was going to be, no, they don't have to. They don't have to beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga on the road. They just have to beat them at home. Yes. Then, then, then get one of them in the tournament and beat them. So say you beat St. Mary's, you're 2-1 against St. Mary's, and you split with Gonzaga, even if you lost to them in the finals. If they take care of business, I felt like they could lose three more in conference, and it was going to be okay to lose. Well, well, that just put them one ahead in the ledger. You know, if we're keeping track, we're going, wait a minute here. That's a bonus game now in terms of NCAA, um, you know, qualifying and all of that. You would think they'd have the mental advantage coming home, although the Zags are going to come with it all. They got a whole court against St. Mary's at home. It really puts them in the driver's seat for the conference championship, and, and it gave their NCAA at-large tournament hopes a huge boost last night. That, to me, that was a huge gravy. I, I was hoping they'd go up and compete and look good. 
But I, I felt like they didn't have to win. The fact that they won there is a boost like you can't believe in terms of the national a respect that they're going to have for BYU right now. Blaine Fowler joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's switch gears now and go to the football side. BYU hires three new coaches yesterday, and that is way down the list because of what BYU basketball did last night and pulled off and spoke in. But let's talk about the hires, Blaine. What do you think about the three new coaches on staff for Kalani Satake? Well, we're, we're seeing a theme that just continues to roll out here with Kalani, and that is he is going to assemble a staff that he knows that can go out and recruit and can and can really nail down the top LDS kids in the country and then a few other kids to, to put around them that are not LDS but are willing to live the standards and want this type of an environment. And with the three that they announced yesterday, you get you just get that again in in, you know, huge number. Um I think Kafusi is a fantastic recruiter, and he's going to give some stability and some crossover to the Bronco Mendenhall era. One of the things I was worried about was when Bronco was there, there was this kind of separation between Lavelle Edwards' era and the Bronco era, and the old players didn't feel like they were tied to it. I think there needed to be somebody from the Bronco era on that staff to tie all those players to the program and have them not feel like they're they're separated. I know I know that Kalani would do that, but now there's Coach Kafusi who knows all of the kids that have played for the last however many years. Um, and, and it's going to be fantastic for recruiting because they're going to be able to take advantage of the alumni and the networks around the country, and you're going to see that recruiting picked up a huge, not just a notch, many notches. I know you're friends with Mike Empey. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, Mike Empey's return to BYU after eight previous seasons as a coach? It, it is a fantastic hire. One of the most important hires that Kalani's made, and, and here's why. Ty is one of the most unbelievable football minds there is, um, but he hasn't had to be a coordinator at this level. Mike Empey has coached at this level. He's game planned for against teams their caliber that they're going to play. He understands the logistics of, of what has to go on in preparation in the week to go there. He's been up in the box advising guys that have been calling plays for a number of years. It's going to be such a huge asset. But I also know that he brings an amazing toughness to his coaching style that's going to be much needed with that offensive line. You're going to see us get more recruits. BYU's going to get more recruits on the offensive line and greater numbers because of the staff. And then they're going to have a toughness and an edge to them because of Mike Empey. Um, BYU used to put a player or two in the National Football League off of that offensive line annually. And they've gotten away from that. Think about it. We haven't. It hasn't been a direct line to the NFL. That's going to change. You're going to see BYU, like Utah has in recent years, put a player or two in the NFL every year from up front. And and that's going to be because of MP. And you know, besides the fact, I, I can vouch. So Mike's Mike's worked with me the last five years when he got out of coaching. You know, I, I looked at his character and his leadership, and I hired him to come work for me. So I've worked with him every day for the last five years. And I can tell you that there is nobody that has higher character and drive and work ethic than that guy. He's going to be an unbelievable mentor and a great example to young men. He, I think he's a fantastic hire. I think it's one of the most important hires that Kalani's made. Blaine, always good to talk to you, my friend. Good news on the BYU basketball side and on the football side. We'll do it again soon. Fun stuff. It's a great week to be a Cougar. Absolutely. It, Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I want to make sure I quote correctly uh, Josh Perkins, the Gonzaga guard, in the spokesman today uh, from last night. We're still going to win the league. I'm positive of that. 
Good for you. It's Gonzaga's league and BYU rents land in it until BYU wins the league. So maybe this is the year. We were thinking next year would be the year they challenged. Maybe it's this year. Well, there's a good chance that Gonzaga has to win at St. Mary's and at BYU to do that. Next week, Gonzaga St. Mary's. Mike Empey, the new offensive line coach, joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in Radio Vision on a fabulous Friday. Yes, it is. We are simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow afternoon, Women's Hoops is back on BYU TV against Portland for Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Go fast, go hard. Refresh of BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball beat Gonzaga 69-68 in Spokane. Nate Austin blocking the potential game-winning shot by Kyle Wiltshire. The Cougs play at Portland tomorrow at 6 Eastern. Football team announced three hires. Steve Kafusi will remain the defensive line coach. The new strength and conditioning coach is Nuu Tafisi. Mike Empey, who will join us in just a moment, returns to BYU as the offensive line coach. BYU women's basketball also beat Gonzaga 58-54 in comeback fashion. Led by a double-double from Kalani Purcell, 17 points, 16 rebounds, more BYUSN karma manifest. The Cougs host Portland at 4 Eastern. You can watch it on BYU TV tomorrow. And men's volleyball as well tonight. For That's Jeremy right. Number one BYU against number 11 Stanford. Nine Eastern time on BYU TV. Ben Patch will join us in about 13 minutes. Joining us now is Mike Empey, the new offensive line coach at BYU on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mike, welcome to BYU Sports Nation again. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. What was the process overall for you to be rehired at BYU? Uh, you mean how did it? How did it, how did it, come it even about? begin? Yeah, how yeah. did it even start? You know what? I, it's so funny how things happen sometimes, and and I just feel so grateful that everything kind of lined up uh, for me. Um, that I I've been good friends with Kalani for a long time, and I coached when he played here. And, uh, you know, we've seen each other at camps and different things over the years. And I've, I've brought boys to camps, and, you know, we've talked, and he's always said, you need to get back into college ball. And I've, I've uh, you know, I've always been coaching, you know, a team and, and have kind of wanted to, to one day get back to college ball. And I would always tell him, well, you be careful. You keep telling me uh, that, and I might, you know, I might – come to you one day and want to coach. And he said, if I'm ever a head coach, you're, you know, you're my guy. And I'd say, okay, well, I'm, I might call you. Be careful telling me that, you know? And uh, so I, I was watching, you know, before Christmas and uh, Kalani got hired and, and uh, Ty got hired and Ed Lamb is one of my best friends and coaching got hired. And I'm looking at that group and I started telling my wife that uh, this is, you know, this is pretty exciting for me because um you know, I've been coaching all these years and coaching high school and, and uh, thinking that when my son was done with high school and, and, uh, and his group was done that I wanted to go back and try to get, you know, back to the college level again. And, and uh, so I told her, I, I think this is probably a window and let's make a call and just see if it even would work out and made a call to congratulate Kalani. And we started talking and then that turned into what can I do to be involved? And then that turned into, to where I am right now. So, I mean, uh, coaching is a big relationship business, and you want to work with people that you trust and that you care about, and I certainly trust and care about Kalani and want him to be successful, and I, I just felt like this was too neat of an opportunity for me to, to not get involved if I could. What does it mean to be back at BYU, Mike? 
You know what? It's been so cool. Uh, when I was interviewing and, and around and just the past couple of days being around, um, just the people have come, you know, from different places in the building to give me a hug and welcome me back. And, and you know, yesterday uh, when things were, were uh, announced, you know, the, the reception that I got, tons of former players that I've coached and players that I played with and people just around the, the BYU community have reached out and, it's been so positive, and and uh, it's just you know I feel honored to have so many people that have been so welcoming, and and I realize um, that there's a little honeymoon period here where we can all be excited, but uh, we need to have a good recruiting class, and that schedule's coming up on us pretty fast. And um, Ty Detmer is the quarterbacks coach, and uh, and Tanner Mangum is and and Taysom are the quarterbacks, and. Uh, if the offensive line doesn't get their job done, that honeymoon's going to be over pretty fast. <laughs> Mike Empey, the offensive line coach at BYU, announced officially yesterday on BYU Sports Nation. You brought up recruiting, and you don't have much time after your official hire to get ready to go. So what kind of a sense of urgency is there on the recruiting trail right now? Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. When, my, when I was announced as the coach yesterday afternoon, it was about uh, – it was just before 4 o'clock – and um, I was actually uh, parked in the parking lot waiting for Kalani for us to go in to see a recruit for a home visit. So <laughs> ten, 10 minutes after I was announced, I was doing a home visit. <laughs> so we, I, had, I had come in earlier and uh, got my recruiting certification test done and everything so that once I was official, I could, I could be out going. And it's just that time of year where there's this, this time frame on everything and there's this huge sense of urgency that we – get going. We haven't had a chance to recruit these guys and talk to them through their junior year and through football camps and all those kinds of things. So, you know, we're having to cram uh, building those relationships and and explaining and showing them what BYU is all about um, into just a few short weeks here before signing day. And, and it's everything is, this is really where we need to be and what we need to be doing. There's some places that we need to address and, and uh, it's not because the program's, been left in bad shape or that the cupboard's bare it's just this is recruiting this is the time to do it and there's some holes to fill and uh if we miss out on it this time we have to wait a year so so we're certainly trying to to uh make hay while the sun's shining and 19 days away two days off of that dead period so certainly yeah a lot of urgency there what's the pitch right now uh when you go into your recruits home with this new coaching staff and schedule and opportunity uh, you know, the biggest thing right now is is um, we need to build some some bridges with some coaches and some some families and some players that that uh, you know may not exist. There's there's some kids that probably want to come to BYU that we're going to come to BYU anyway, and and uh, so they don't you don't have to recruit and push and sell quite as hard with a kid that looks you in the eye and says, Hey, I want to be at BYU. I'm coming there. Um, but you know, we're a new staff and we're selling a new, you know, the culture here is a winning culture. Um, but every pillar of that culture left and went to Virginia, the both coordinators, the head coach, the strength coach, the recruiting guys, assistant coaches. And so the program is in great shape and has a lot of talent and has a great winning tradition. Um, but, Anybody who is involved in going out and building relationships or, or doing any of the recruiting before is gone. So 
the emphasis for us is the relationships. We've got to build relationships and, and have those, those young men trust us and feel like what we're doing here is going to be exciting. And, I mean, you can hear the, the recruiting that would happen against us right now. People are going to go in and say, well, you know, uh, you got new coordinators. Do you even know what the system is going to be? You know, how do you know that they're going to throw the ball to this guy, you know, and how do you know where you're going to fit? Those guys haven't even coached there for a season yet. And, you know, we have to overcome all of that stuff in just a short period of time. So just a lot of good energy and a lot of positivity and a lot of just trying to make kids and their parents feel comfortable with what we're all about. And I, and I can tell you this, I, I love Kalani. He is, he's one of the best recruiters I've ever been around and, and uh, to watch him sit down and engage a family and let them know what's important. Um, I've had the distinct experience of being able to both do that with him now in a front room and then also be the dad where he comes in to give the recruiting spiel to my son. And uh, I've, I don't know anybody better at it than the only guy I ever worked with and coached with and recruited with that was better at that right now than, than, uh, than Kalani would have been Lavelle. And uh, I think Kalani's right there on that same level, but it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun part of recruiting. Mike, let's talk about the guys that have already been recruited and are on this current BYU staff on the offensive or on the staff rather, but on the roster on the offensive line. How much do you know about that old line that you inherit? You know, I'm trying to learn. I had a meeting with them and uh, started getting to know them. They put me on the group text list that they, the group text that goes back and forth, and that's that's helping me learn a lot about their personality. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> you know, their their sense of humor for sure. Um, but uh, I haven't met all of them. I haven't had an opportunity to be here and meet all of them yet. I met with uh, as many as we could round up the other, a couple afternoons ago. Um, but I have watched all the games, and Garrett Touje is one of my best friends. He's my brother. We played together here, and we were on the offensive line together, and, and uh, so I've had a lot of conversations with him. Um, I feel like we, we have a good group of guys that, that uh, are young but have starting experience, and uh, we graduated one senior, uh, Riker Matthews, and everybody else has been a starter at least for a couple of games or one game, or some have started multiple games. But we have experience um, coming back, uh, even though they're underclassmen. So what I'm excited about is is to get in there with them and, and figure out what are the things we want to keep, what are the things that I need to, to uh, modify to fit, you know, a different offensive style, and, uh, and then find out, you know, the personalities of the guys and, and, you know, how I can, how I can work with each one of them and help teach them, you know, what I need to teach them so that we can all get on the same page. Mike, great to talk to you. We uh, look forward to doing it again soon and we wish you the best of luck on the recruiting trail. Welcome back to BYU. Thanks you guys. Thanks for having me. Mike Empey on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We've never given anyone karma for recruiting, but let's do that right now. We are officially delivering the karma and that's death. to yeah. Mike exactly. Empey and the staff. We've been pretty good this week with the karma. <laughs> of course we should leverage it some more right now. Are you, are you kidding me? By the way, how many days does Mike Empey have on, to get man. ready for that first game? Countdown to the Wildcats. 232. Jerem continues to have me do it solo. <laughs>
He made a sign of the number 232 that is now being ripped to shreds in front of his microphone. So how much do you I'm in really? I'm seconds right now. How much do you really like the points. countdown, Jerem? I've had so many people come up to me. I've had so many people come up to me like, "Hey, uh, would you guys consider doing it after basketball got over, or like when spring football starts, or once a week?" Look, it's happening. Okay. I don't know. We there's not, there's not many moments you. where I'll be quiet on the show. We gave long. you the option to not have it happen. It's all in or not. And the people voted yes. This is a democracy. Is it? <laughs> yes. Up next on Hello, BYU man. Sports Station, game day for number one ranked BYU. Ben Patch joins us. Through Patch a lot. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, you can always watch the rebroadcast. It airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Men's Volleyball versus Stanford, number one BYU, number 11 Stanford. You're making me nervous. Actually, I would love if you just took it off right now. Okay. Tonight and Saturday, 9 Eastern time, live on BYU TV. Should be... Another pair of exciting matches. You are not alone in wanting that mustache gone. Oh, no, I hear about it all the time. <laughs> There's Twitter. It's public texting. But it's lucky, people. It's the lucky stash. Another hairy motivation for the men's basketball team. Dave Rose last year in Vegas said, you need to be careful what you say about us. And jo- yet again, I messed up. Joining us now is the star of BYU men's volleyball, number one ranked team in the country, Ben Patch. Ben, He's back! Welcome He's back, back, man. Welcome Thank back. Thank you. This show didn't even exist when you were a freshman. I know. Here we are. Missed out. Everything's changed. Jerem has a mustache. What are you going to do, man? I don't, I don't know how we're going to get rid of that thing. It needs to go. Oh, I know. I, I said I would shave it when the men's basketball team lost. And so they won last night, so it, it stays. Ah, <sighs> So it's going to be on the men's volleyball broadcast, <laughs> which is awesome for It's no a one. painful good. Yes. Yes. It's for the good of BYU basketball. Is it? Uh, let's get this out of the way. We go to the same barber. We do go to the same barber. Yeah, Steve, he's great. I don't think he approves of your stash either. No. I, he didn't say anything last week, though, when he came to the match. Uh, he should. Yeah. He really should. Let's talk about your hair. Um, let's talk about my hair. Yeah. What do you use to get the, the lift there? Um, the lift. I mean... The more we win, it seems to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. So. Have you talked to Mitch Matthews? He kind of has a, you know, Mitch, a lift going. Mitch is that. actually a really good friend of mine, and he's given me some hair tips before. Yeah. The mm. more, more gel, the better. Oh, okay. The more gel, the better. More is this gel, like the expensive salon gel? Like, are you going all out in this? No. I mean, I'm a natural kind of person, so I don't, I don't do the gel thing, and that's probably – if you see me playing in volleyball, every time I hit, I look like a, a stinking rooster in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's just, true. <laughs> So I, I didn't get the gel memo. You're telling so. me there's no gel in there. There is no gel. This is, is there just, any product? I mean, just a lot, a lot of love. But <laughs> a lot of love. I mean, what better product is love? Amen. I think we can end the interview. That was, that was a really good answer. <clears throat> now I'm going to ask another question. Starting with this. Record crowd for your return to BYU Volleyball, taking on Loyola Chicago. BYU wins in four sets. What was that like to play at the Smithfield House after a couple of years in front of that crowd? Uh man, it was so surreal. Um, I I also was caught off guard of of how loud it was at first. It was it was almost exhausting, like to just feel like the the ground like rumbling and then just your ears are just buzzing and it, it's something that I totally forgot, missed, and 
just loved, just absolutely loved. It was cool. It was really cool. That whole experience was great because it's fun to have you back. It's fun to be number one. It's fun to win. It's fun to beat the national champs. Everything was awesome. It's fun to have Steve Vale back there, you know, yeah. with the health issues. Now you have the challenge of MPSF play, yet you have, you have the number one uh, ranking. Is, is that uh, a healthy, positive pressure for you guys? Do you feel any pressure with number one on there? Honestly, our, our ranking and our, and our titles aren't what we hold on to. Our goal every single match is, is just to beat ourselves. We're, we are worried about our opponents and what they're doing, but subjectively we, we want to beat ourselves every single game, and, and that's the most important thing. If, if we're comparing ourselves to our opponents and other teams, then, then, then we're beating ourselves. But if we're just focused on our side of the net, what we can do and accomplish every game, then I think we'll, we'll do a pretty good job. And when you say beating ourselves, you're talking about you're competing with yourself and trying to get better, correct? Totally, yeah, totally. Ben Patch with us on BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. You play Stanford tonight, the number 11 team. You have a good friend, James Shaw, who is the setter for the Cardinal. What kind of conversations are you having with him this week? <laughs> well, this morning we were uh, texting each other, considering not showing up to the game and, and just going sledding since there's so much snow, <laughs> snow on the ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, uh, no, me, me and James you know, have a competitive, competitive spirit about us, and we both love to win, and we've been teammates and played on the same teams for a number of years and played on the national team together, so... Every time we get to compete against each other, it's it's a bloodbath, and and we like to talk a little trash to each other. So, it's it's fun to play him. So you played on the same club team, right? You like moved to the Bay Area and hung out with him, yeah. and then and then your current teammates Evan Chang and Joe Grosh. Yeah, that story correct? Yeah, yeah. So James and me, we met each other on the youth national team for USA back in my junior year of high school, and then ever since we've just been like brothers and, and competed together since then. You have a new head coach now as well in Sean Olmstead. Yeah. What has that process been like for you in the transition? Um, you know, it's, very, it's been very, very easy. Sean has been like a huge support to me since I was a sophomore in high school. He was a huge advocate for me for going on a mission. He's just been like an older brother to me. So for him to step into the role of head coach was really easy for me and I think the rest of our team because he just connected so well with us on an emotional level that it made, us easy, made it easy for us to trust him and rely on him more as a friend than necessarily like a coach figure. So it's been really easy and uh, really efficient for us. Let's talk about you from your freshman year in 2013 uh, to now. What are you touching and how much, uh, what's your weight? Have you gained weight? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm still a skinny dude, but uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I did gain some weight. I came back from a mission like 220, so a little chubby <laughs> in the stomach. How much How much heavier were you? Uh, like 20 pounds. 20 pounds? 20 okay. pounds, but now I've trimmed down just a little bit, so I'm like 215 on a good day. And uh, And what's the vert? The vert um, has increased a little bit. It's, it's around 43 inches. So That's it? Sorry, what? That's, 43? That's it, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I know. Weak. <laughs> we need uh, you to grab some stuff on some tall shelves occasionally. We just, <laughs> I don't want to use a ladder. Just have you go. Can you dust up here? My, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on our set. I'm unloading the groceries at my mom's house, just doing a volleyball approach and putting things on tall shelves. <laughs> no, no, but currently touching. Uh, I've touched 12-3 this season. So. Goodness. Yeah, so trying to get a little bit higher, but every every inch is counting. So. And how do you feel physically? Because it's different to like train for and then play. Imagine. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's you're tired a lot of the time, and jumping takes a lot of physicality. And so, there's times when your knees just just want to break. And thankfully, you know, sometimes us jumpers will get a break. You know, we have such a good team and a deep team that we can um, switch on and off, and our team will be totally fine. So, it makes it easy on us. 
Ben, you may have missed the whole karma discussion. Uh, so we're going to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma oh, right now. Yeah. Just just so you know, we had, we had Nate Austin on the show on Wednesday. He comes up with the game-winning block last night. What's we up? had Kalani Purcell of women's basketball on yesterday. She hit the game-winning shot, tied a career high with 17 points. So now you will go and play well. Okay. You cool with that? I, I love the karma. You were Keep probably going to play well anyway, but you may play even better. So there you go. <laughs> with the karma. <laughs> yeah. Cool. If anything, it's a mental edge, right? Yeah, yeah. Ben, great to have you in Studio B, man. Thank Good luck you. tonight against Stanford. So Thank you. Let's get his Herbie Hancock. Yes. Let's get his signature on the stretch wide flag. You oh. can do it right now if you want. Sweet. Ben Patch, ladies and gentlemen. No product in that hair. I believe it because he's right. It does rooster. That is amazing. Just good old-fashioned love. How come love doesn't help my hair situation? Some people it can't. It can't help my (laughs) upper lip. I don't know. Whatever. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. Up next, a loaded Friday Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound men's basketball. BYU beats Gonzaga 69-68 in Spokane. Nate Austin blocked the potential game-winning bucket by Kyle Wilcher. The Cougars play at Portland tomorrow, 6 Eastern time. Women's basketball. The ladies beat Gonzaga 58-54, led by a double-double from Kalani Purcell. The Cougs host Portland at 4 Eastern on BYU TV tomorrow. Football. Football team announces three more hires. Steve Kafusi will remain the defensive line coach. Mike Empey returns to BYU as the O-line coach. And the new strength and conditioning coach is Nuu Tafisi. Volleyball. Number one ranked BYU men's volleyball hosting Stanford tonight and tomorrow 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs face the New England Patriots in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs Saturday, 435 Eastern Time. Cougars in the PGA. After the first round of the Sony Open in Hawaii, Zach Blair finished five under tied for ninth. Daniel Summerhays three under tied for 32nd. And Nick Kilpack finished two over par. Tennis. Men's tennis is competing today. Uh, at the Canada Events Center in Hawaii, at BYU Hawaii, start time to be determined still. I ah, think they'll figure that out. Men's track, gymnastics, and swimming and diving also all in action. We'll have your full recap on Monday's show. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. As if we wouldn't give it to Nate Austin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The strongest manifestation of the karma ever. Whew. Yeah, since Skylar Halford and perhaps even stronger than that. What was the best thing about BYU's win at Gonzaga at Chris Vohr? Actually, our elite tweet of the day from Clyde Livingston. After nearly such a close shave, the best thing is Jerem needs a new photo ID to board the tourney train. My photo ID actually has a mustache on it from last week. That is true. I forgot about that. For last year, sorry. Thanks to our guests. Show on demand. Download the podcast for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mark Heslip.